0: The only thing about Blue Bear is he he didn't know enough to do anything.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: He was he was his own worst enemy. And some of those guys they hired from out of the area, they were the same way. They just, they start doing something and look at me, you know, don't do it that way.
2: Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod 5 Boy Podcast. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the HRBB podcast. Episode number sixty-six zero. Yes, right on. We're into it, man. How you doing today, buddy? Real good. Uh, we're recording today on a Monday, man. How, how was your uh, How was your weekend? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the weather's
1: really nice right now. Yeah. Great riding weather. It is. It is. Whether you ride a motorcycle or
2: a bicycle, or, <laughs> or you, you like run the, or, or where you run or whatever. You get out there and uh, enjoy that oxygen. It's really nice. Yeah, it's good. Really nice. Yeah. So,
1: you know, get, uh, get that time of year. We're just, Christmas is too soon.
2: I feel like it is. I it still is. Got it comes lot, quick. I got a lot more to do. Yeah, the, the the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas just kind of flies by. Yeah. It's just a blur, especially
1: when you have kids and you run yeah. your own business and they're in, they're involved in sports and uh, you haven't done any shopping yet. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll uh, we'll get through it. Yeah. We always but man, it. I got a funny. It's I don't know. if It's funny. It's weird. It's it's entertaining. Yeah. But um, so uh, Ron Pfeiffer uh. He called me. Well, uh, he when I bought the Tahoe off of him two or so years ago, he went out and bought a Mercedes and he had the word out there that he wanted a Mercedes. So, uh, six months ago, uh, a broker friend of his called him and said, Hey, you still looking for a Mercedes? He goes, No, I bought one, but what do you got? And the guy goes, Well, I got one exactly like what you wanted, black on black. It's I, I'm trying to, it's the big, it's like a, it's like what my dad drove, uh, but it's, you know, 10 year old. Yeah. Uh, the Mercedes sedan, the big, big ones. All right. Everybody make fun of me. Cause I don't know the name of the model, <laughs> but you know, uh, and he goes, yeah, what's up? He goes, well, uh, he gave him a price and he goes, I just need to, you just need to get rid of it. I guess what happened was, uh, so he ended up buying it, but a guy, uh, middle-aged guy was, uh, uh, doing a business transaction if you will with a uh, female worker yeah in a parking lot somewhere <laughs> right and he uh got a little little maybe uh, more than he uh paid for i guess and he <laughs> he died in the car he was having a, he was having an affair on his wife with a hooker died in the car no way died in the car <laughs> right so the wife just says i don't give a shit what you get for this car get rid of it yeah so this guy calls ron ron buys it so uh, I I was like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, Ron just buys and sells cars, so he's just, I'm going to flip it. Just yeah. gonna flip. So he sold it the next day, made some money on it. Yeah, That was probably four or five months ago. He gets a call last week from the lady that bought it. She's like, hey, this is such, such, we just, you bought the car. Oh, and he's yeah. thinking, you know, he's thinking, there's yeah. something wrong with the car, you know, whatever. Yeah. Her husband
2: died in the car. Not with a hooker. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, crazy, right? That's That's the Grim Reaper right there yeah is this a bad luck
1: or just yeah, i don't know that's i don't know he said this this last guy wasn't too healthy looking yeah well... and he was up in his 70s and overweight big yeah. time and i guess he went to his car fired it up and she kind of heard the car run for a little longer than normal he was going to the store and she went over there he was slumped over the steering wheel Ugh. so i asked ron is she i go why'd she call you? she just call you to tell you the story he goes no she wants to sell it <laughs> i was like well find out how much how cheap we can get this thing <laughs> you know and I, i'm not superstitious yeah yeah. You know, and I, I. You try stiffer on I mean, the deal. I'm not going out with any <laughs> hookers, and you know, I feel like I'm in, in better shape. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, stiff them on the deal.
1: <laughs> hey, Steve's got all the jokes. Yeah, yeah. It so uh, it's funny. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Ron Pfeiffer was our guest on episode 25 of the podcast. Wow, so. you have a good memory, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Did a, you pull that up, or you just got I, that off your head? I'm a little more prepared this uh, you know, Holy crap. Yeah. That's good. We were taking the HRBB p- well, podcast to the next level. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I pay you the big bucks, Yeah, Steve. slowly but surely. Pay you the big bucks. bucks. Yeah.
1: So today, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. We have Al Simon on today. Al, Simon. Al Simon's a longtime Boyd employee, friend. Um, you know, he's he was there in the 80s yeah. uh, when all the cool stuff was being built. And then he came back around, and a lot of you will recognize him from the TV show. So... Um yeah. Where's he at
2: right now? Where, where, where does he live?
1: Oh, he lives out here in Inland Empire. Oh, okay. Sweet. So he's got a little shop out there. In which we're gonna find all this out. Yeah. So let's give him a the phone then. Yeah, let's go. <phone rings> all right, we got Al Simon on the phone. Al, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm sitting in my liver room now. Oh
1: nice. Nice. And uh you're out in the inland empire, right?
0: Right out Riverside.
1: Yeah, right on. That's cool. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, everyone. I myself, everyone loves to hear the stories. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of people thought it all started with American Hot Rod, but uh, that's why we're taking it back with you because uh, it all started way, way, way before that, right?
0: Right. It's uh, it's it actually, I started when uh, working at at the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one of the guys that uh, from the shop that I remember as, from the time it seemed like from the time I was born, you know.
0: Well, so, I, I used to go out there once in a while because Lars started working with Boyd, and, uh, and then I got my met Boyd, and I started going there once in a
1: while. So is that the connection? And, uh, so you knew Lars first.
0: I taught Lars how to weld when he went to work for TCI because he didn't do know how to do anything.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> that's funny.
0: Most people don't know Lars was an electrician in Sweden. Yeah. He so changed he, light bulbs. That's what he
1: did. <laughs> he changed light bulbs. <laughs> that's funny. So that that's the connection. <laughs> so, yeah, that was because, I mean, Lars was up there with one of the first full time employees, too. But yeah, early, early. Uh,
0: I guess I I guess Boyd liked him and, and hired him.
1: Yeah, because that was I think um, the information we gathered. Because I mean, unfortunately, Lars has passed on, but we got that. I think he got hired, and then um, that was right before my dad moved it over to Monroe and Stanton.
0: Yeah, I I worked at the house quite a bit, and I did a lot of stuff at home for Boyd uh, during that time before they first started her first hot rod shop
1: so what was what's your background with with cars where did you start out uh building building hot rods
0: uh i had a hot rod in high school because uh well you know i i didn't have any money when i was a kid so all the things i did i i bought cars and did horse trading around for different cars but my dad was mechanic and the uh they were playing with race cars when I was a kid,
1: and and where did you grow up at?
0: Pico Rivera.
1: Oh, right on. Okay, that's cool. So, I mean, you've been been involved in cars since a kid. That's good.
0: Yeah, my dad was. That's where I got. of kind of came up with it. You know, I I got involved in it, but I was playing with motorcycles too.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. And but, then uh, and then it was so then it would have been late like. If you were at the house, then it would have been like what seventy nine, eighty, maybe.
0: Yeah, in the seventies,
1: right in there. And yeah, and then you, you pretty much how many years during the eighties? I mean, were you kind of like, I know that you did you did a lot of stuff for my dad at your own shop, but I mean, what do you think the split was well, from?
0: I I actually worked on cars at my house in Fontana. He used to send me stuff to work on. Okay. Most people don't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and and, but I mean, I I remember you at the shop though, as as you know, I guess a full time employee there, right? Like a Monday through Friday guy, from time to time.
0: Uh, yeah. the first shop on Monroe. Yeah, I worked there five days a week.
1: Yeah, what? Um, what were some of the more notable uh, projects that you worked on?
0: Well, that was uh, one car we did. We actually finished it. Most of it at the, at the house was uh, uh, Comus's car. Oh, okay. That 32 tub.
1: One of my Yeah, that's the, one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, Bob Comas. Yeah, it, that was a neat car.
1: And it's, it still is a neat car, and it's still in really good condition. They still they they bring it out he, every once he, in a while.
0: Yeah, he he drove the snot out of it when we first put it together because the first trip he took was the Andy's picnic up in the oh, area. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know what? That that's one thing that I kind of miss because it seemed like back in the eighties, a lot of the SoCal people drove up to that that event.
0: Right. Yeah, right. that
1: was a cool that was a cool event.
0: That was the main voyage for that car.
1: So you're I mean I. I know you as I'm as as more of a chassis builder, right? I mean, is was that kind of your Oh, well, I
0: do more than that. No, I know you I
1: know you do, but I mean as far as when I saw you at the at the shop a lot of the a lot of the times and you know also too you became like a go-to guy for my dad because I know that, you know, as you know, especially during the TV show years, you get a lot of uh what am I trying to say? People that maybe uh could fill out their resumes but maybe not do the actual work you know
0: yeah well when i worked for the on the tv show i i did all the chassis
1: yeah that's what i'm saying you know
0: and that and all the exhaust i built all the headers all the exhaust i plumbed all the brake lines the fuel lines all that stuff
1: so you have a pretty good perspective because you were there you know like like Dwayne, for example um you know you were there in the in the in the 80s and, and from the very beginning and you saw all that and you saw like you know you were around for like Cadzilla and all that stuff and then you saw it what it turned into in the 2000s i mean it yeah you know
0: i i didn't i didn't go down there that much but then uh boy used to call and talk to me all the time
1: yeah cuz it, it just it was a different it definitely. I mean, I, I was m- mostly a kid in the in the '80s, but um, you know, there was a lot of firsts happening at the hot rod shop in the '80s. Um, but then I guess I guess all the the reality TV show stuff was pretty new too, right? With all the automotive shows. But I don't know. I mean, wh- what what uh, what did you mi What did you miss about the the 80s, that, that vibe at the Hot Rod Shop in Stanton?
0: Well, the shop in Monroe, I used to like, I liked working there because I got along with everybody and we were doing really, really neat stuff. And there were a lot of talented guys there, you know. A lot of the sw- Swedish guys were working there then.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And, uh, and you know, Johnny and uh, Carl and Andy and, and it built some nice stuff. It really was fun to work on because the cars, you could drive them. And, and the way that he had it set up, everybody worked on the stuff. And before a car would leave, he'd have two or three people crawl underneath the car and tighten everything, then have another guy do the same thing to make sure they didn't miss anything.
1: Yeah, and, and that was also, yeah. like, a big thing. For my dad, you know, um, uh, was doing some of these cross-country trips in these cars, you know, whether it was uh, the attempt they made in, in a Luma Coupe, um, you know, my trip that I always talk about with when we rode in Shazoom to Indianapolis Good Guys, you know, because, I mean, yeah. you know, my dad well. just just trying to show everybody that he just didn't produce Trailer Queens, you know.
0: Right. Well, most of the cars we were building in, in the '80s weren't. Yeah. You drive them. I mean, we built a couple of cars that these guys drove them. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I liked was the fact they drove them.
1: Yeah, and and, and I always uh, yeah, and I never even. I mean, I guess I you know as a kid I understood the concept of a trailer queen, but I never saw any of that at the shop. It was always about not just improving the looks of the cars, but improving the way they handled and, you know, just making. Yeah,
0: it it was a different deal back then. That's when Jeff Perkins was doing the chassis and stuff. But, you know, Boyd had started, like, in the garage era, had started, like, 15 cars, and a lot of them never, never got done. But when we first started the first hot rod shop, all that stuff came back, and we started putting it all back together. yeah. You know, we started finishing the cars.
1: Yeah, there was. I mean, I, look, I was. I, I look back.
0: You no, know, I was one of the guys doing all that stuff, all the weird stuff.
1: <laughs> what's What's <laughs> one of the weirder things that you worked on at the shop?
0: Well, they they'd start to they'd put exhaust on the car and they cut the brake pedal off and then they just they'd go, "Well, boy, to go, we need to put some brakes on this thing." I look at it and go what happens to the brake pedal? And he goes, oh, they cut it off. And I'm going, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> it got in the way.
1: <laughs> it didn't look cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'd have to come up with ideas. I had to fix everything that everybody else screwed up.
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 that's the thing, too, Um and you know, like there was a really good core group of guys, all talented guys, uh, there at the shop in Stanton. Um, but I, th- I think, and you saw it. I mean, we all saw it when the TV show came around because there was a ton of work, and it's just like finding the skilled people to do that stuff was tough.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and I, I, and I know that there's there's plenty of people that that came through that shop in La harbor that was just, I don't even I don't even know how they. They made it through the door, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I I, I agree with you there. Because when I first started working for him, again, doing the TV cars, I'm they had some real yo-yos working there. I'm going, oh, this guy doesn't know what the heck he's doing.
1: Oh, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, uh, yeah, there were – I mean, there's some people, even now, looking back, like some of those guys, just – it's like, what? How, who – who hired you? And I always give Dwayne shit. I'm like, did you hire that one? Remember that one guy? Did you hire him?
0: He's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I was yeah, getting- he... he <laughs> I call them... Uh, uh, they were they were to be... Uh, uh, I forgot what the word I used to call it. They'd hire these guys, and they used them for, uh, for the TV show to...
1: You mean the B roll guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <there's, laughs> just going, uh, Why, why'd you hire this guy? He doesn't know what the heck he's doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean we well, you know what? I mean, you and I both saw that with uh, Chad or Blueberry, as everybody knows him. I mean, you know, some of these guys were My, just uh, these guys were just young kids that were you know, I mean he was like a step above just being driving parts around, you know? <laughs> and Yeah and then and then the tv show that gets involved and they're like, "Oh, we think that kid's kind of goofy. Let's get him on camera more. And Next thing you know, they have him working on shit and it's yeah. just like this it's, it's,
0: it's yeah. it might have well, been good the for the only thing about go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing about Blue Bear is he he didn't know enough to do anything.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: He was he was his own worst enemy and some of those guys they hired from out of the area they were the same way. They just, they start doing something and look at them like, you know, don't do it that way. Well, that's the way we're going to do it. Uh, it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and, you know, I noticed that a few times. Uh, and, I, and I've heard you say that to people at the shop. And it's like, you know, some of these younger kids, it's like you're over there. You know, you don't want to have to remind them how, how many times you've messed that up before you figured it out. And you're like, I'm, hey, it's like, dude, I don't want to see you mess that up. Like, that's not the right way to do things. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah,
0: one one guy that thought he knew how to do everything did mess stuff up, and that was uh, Mike.
1: Oh, which Mike? Mike Curtis. Oh, <laughs> Mike you Curtis. Know, well, you know what? Mike's come a, a long way. He really has. You know, because yeah. I think a lot of people were, uh, I mean, a lot of people were were learning on the job. You know.
0: Yeah, that's what the problem was.
1: That that is a problem. You know. Um, it's uh Yeah, I mean but you know, my dad i one one thing to his credit though, he he hired talented people, but he also gave people chances too, you know, and also gave people a chance to kind of grow in there, you know? And yeah. I think I think with Mike yeah. he was at the right place at the right time because it was like, you know, Mike uh was involved in machine shop and just kinda um you know
0: well, learn learned that in Mike's it. a talented ta- Mike's a talented machinist yep he really is but when it comes to a chassis on a car not so much
1: so you're saying he didn't want to listen to he was one of the guys you didn't want to listen to
0: yeah i I, when i I looked at one roadster they were doing i looked at it and i go you know that's not gonna work yeah yeah it's gonna work i know it won't as soon as that thing those tires grab the ground it's gonna rip that rear end right out of there and that's just what it (laughs) did
1: on which car was this (laughs)
0: That thirty four roadster the Hillebrand
1: car. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I remember that.
0: And he ripped the rear end out of it twice. Well, and you know what? I
1: remember that car and I remember Dwayne uh I remember that car came back on uh came back on a flatbed, right? Twice. Yeah. Twice. And I remember we had a guy named Mike, a different Mike. He worked in the wheel shop with us. And I remember yep. him pointing something out because he had some experience with fabricating uh, chassis stuff. And Dwayne staring at it and Dwayne was trying to figure it out. And, and Mike pointed something out about that car and said, hey, that's not going to work. And, he, and Dwayne, you know, smart ass Dwayne back in 2005 says, well, what the hell do you know? You're just a dumb wheel salesman. And sure enough, <laughs> Mike's like, I don't care what you think I am. I know that that's wrong. I'm, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I know that that's wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that. It,
0: uh, what, what's really funny is when they brought it back the second time, they had that up in Jack Boy, he come up to me and goes, Oh, we need to fix this. And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to tell you something. I says, which way do you want me to do this? You want to see this again or you want it to go away and not come back? <laughs> <laughs> right. He goes, what do you mean? I says you want me to do it my way or you want to keep going the way you guys are doing it? He goes, no, I don't want to see this again. I said, okay. <laughs> I, I did it my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, um,
1: and I he, think, go ahead. No, go ahead, Al.
0: Yeah. and Also, you know, I, I used to, you know, if you ever watch a TV show, I used to yell at those guys and tell them that they need to learn how to read that tape measure. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah,
2: they,
0: it... uh, Al. Speak... I did that a lot of, a lot of times.
2: Al, speaking about the TV show, I'm looking at a, a page on the on the, describing the show. I'm wondering if you could elaborate on a couple cars they mentioned here. Uh, there's a '61 Impala bubble top. Did you work on that at yep. all?
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, who was that for?
0: I I. That was for uh, Larry Johnson.
2: What? Larry Johnson. They built that for Larry
0: Johnson. I mean, yeah, it that was a neat car, but it's just another one of those things. They bought a Art Morrison chassis, I think, for that thing and and, and they they hogged out the floor in the car and I go, What'd you do that for? Oh, we good gotta do this and I said, Yeah, but you you went underneath the door sills. I thought there's no way to hook the body to the frame. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well you're gonna have to fix that. <laughs> I go, Oh is that <laughs> I got
1: to do that. Huh? <laughs> it's it sounds like you were the hey, we screwed this up kind of fix it thing, which I
2: I know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're like I should've gotten in the first place kind of guy thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> know why do not you
1: give it to me first? Yeah. Well, and you know, um you know, and, and 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 you know what? But see, you had the experience and I know that my my dad would say that about you and he would say that about uh, Roy too, you know? I remember Oh yeah, Roy, Roy was, would be brought I in and go. He was doing. Hey Roy, we need you to fix this. You know? I remember on the I remember on the motorcycle <clears throat> deal. That motorcycle deal was going a little squirrely towards the end, and I remember my dad just yep. go, "God, thank God for Roy. He helped. He he bailed us out of this one." Yeah. So
0: yeah, when they're doing the bike thing, and I I told him I said, "You know, you you can't <laughs> you can't you can't build a bike like that because I built Harleys. That's I did that in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, I used to ride a Harley. Well, I still do, but I said." You can't do this. And Scott was doing all sorts of stuff, and I said, "You're making this thing. Tr- uh, you know, you, it's like sitting on a truck." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You can't ride it."
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I noticed that. And you know what? The thing is, I listen. I'll be the first one to tell you. I, I don't know about suspension geometry as as much as some of these people do, but there's some stuff that I that you see that you go, "That doesn't look right," you know. And I and I noticed that with some of those guys, and I was just, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, some some of those guys thought they knew more than they actually knew.
1: I, know, not I, to, I'm with not you. Not to
0: rag on anybody. No, no no, 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 no. But
1: but uh, hey, listen. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 with you on that one. There, there's a few names that I, c- I can mention that were like
0: yeah. yeah <laughs> I go.
1: Well, and you know I what, Boyd and I... especially, listen, after the TV show was done and after, um, you know, my dad passed away, then all of a sudden you got people going out on their own, you know, and you kind of, yep. you know, you kind of, you see things and you hear things and you just, you watch where people fall, you know, yeah, and you kind of, you know, realize that there's, that there definitely was a, a, there was more than a few people in there that yeah man i, I mean yeah. i just i don't even know i don't even know the guy's name i remember i think they were building that uh the john sullivan uh convertible sh- uh chevy and there was a guy that was just he, he was he oh no i i got I got all kinds of metal working experience and all this stuff and he spent two weeks on these taillights and i think they brought like two or three guys in to do this metalwork stuff and it was just like and that's the problem, right? You know, you got how many? You got eighty hours into something, and you got to spend another. You got to get a somebody to fix. It's gonna take a guy one hundred sixty hours to fix what that guy screwed up in eighty. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Well, the 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 whole deal was crazy sometimes because I'd look at something and I go, uh, like when Scott Scott was doing that Corvette. He had like three months to do this thing, and I looked at him. I said, "You better hurry up." And he goes, "Well, I got three months." And I says, "You better hurry up."
2: Is that the '63 uh, Chevy Corvette Stingray? Yeah. Yep. Cool.
0: That was yeah, it. that's what that's what. And I awesome looked at I said. him. I looked at him. and I says, "Do you actually know what you're doing?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" And I says, "I says, come here a minute. Look at the body. It's crooked." I said, "What you need to do." You take the body off and move to a 63 Corvette project car and take the body and use it. I said, this guy wants a 63 Corvette. This body is crooked. It's an old race car body. Yeah. And I said, you're going to spend too much time fixing it. And, and Scott wouldn't listen to anything. And, and uh, they, put, they put it together the first time and the tires wouldn't fit underneath there. And I looked at him and I says, uh, I told you you need to lower the rear end because the half shafts aren't very long on this thing, and you're going to get into prob- trouble here. Well, we'll just we'll just change the offset on the rims and this and that, and I said that won't work. What? Because they cut the they cut the roll cage out of it twice, they oh. cut the floor out of it twice, you know, and they kept monkeying around with it, and I go it it won't work the way you want it to do
1: it it won't work yeah but. there's there, there and there's when you're when you're when you're dealing with look from what i the guy gather when you're dealing with some of this roll cage stuff and chassis stuff it just can't mess around with some of that stuff you can't get experimental you know uh,
0: well yeah he uh yeah i mean also I,
1: goes- I, I got along with him pretty good but i don't know like when we started working on my truck too he kind of we kind of went down a path, and I'm like, I don't know if this—that doesn't look right. But you know, when you're when you're working on a project with somebody who, uh, quote unquote, has more experience than you, right? You kind of go, okay, let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes, and then you just go, and well, nah, I'm glad we didn't get that far in it, you know. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm
0: Yeah, gla- I know. He he. That Corvette was—I hate to say it—was a POS.
1: Really? I looked good from a look good oh, from afar. Oh yeah.
0: It- and you couldn't drive it. Well, this guy wanted to, I, want to I, drive it.
1: Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even know. Uh, with that motor and everything, which I don't even know, man, that, that thing would. I don't know if I'd want to drive it. <laughs> just the way that thing was. <laughs> yeah, up, that anyway. thing had
0: a had a twelve hundred horsepower motor in it.
1: No, I know. I don't even know. And I if-
0: told, I told, you know, and I told Scott and I told Boyd and and Wayne, I said. The rear end won't take it. The rear, it's going to rip the rear end right out of it. You need a, you need a Mark Williams solid 9-inch rear end in that thing with a 4-link on it. This independent stuff isn't going to work.
1: Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, I don't even know what ever happened to that car.
0: Uh, <laughs> the, he sold it. He never got to drive it.
1: Really? Huh. Well, you know what? Were you now? Were you involved with the build, the Bonneville car build?
0: No, but I came in there and told them a few things about it because I was, <laughs> I was supposed to, I was supposed to be, and I was supposed to build a car until I found out that Joe wanted to be the driver because oh. I had a I had a license to drive.
1: Oh, so you were going to be the driver?
0: Yeah, I was going to build the car.
1: Oh shit! And be the,
0: I was going to be the pilot.
1: You should, and well, then I
0: found out and I found out that she was going to be she got her two cents worth in and she was dictating how the car was going to be built and I go that's it and that's when I quit and I uh, go no nope, I have had enough yeah
1: yeah that's unfortunate because I mean that's yeah, you, you I, have a I mean you you have a I mean, do you have a background you have a background in going to Bonneville right and building the race cars?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I drove. I, I drove a yeah. roadster for five years. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, a blown, blown gas and then an ejected fuel roadster.
1: Well, and, and I got to say, uh, it, yeah. And it, it's unfortunate because another example of maybe TV getting in the way, right? Well, uh, she y- wanted to be the hero. Okay. But for TV, right? So, yeah. if, if, if if there was no TV involved, uh, it probably would have been a different story, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it. I had a different idea, and the way they built that car was wrong because I walked in there that one time, and, and, of course, the camera guys grabbed me. Hey, Cap, can we put a mic, mic on you? And I go, yeah, sure. I'm looking at it, and I go, you know, you guys need to take all this trick shit off this thing because if you don't do this right, she's going to go around backwards. And guess what? that's then that's what she did
1: guess what yep man
0: and i and one time i was at boyd's at the house they invited me for a barbecue and i went up there and i was talking to her and i says i'm gonna tell you something right now joe you're gonna have to drive this and if you can't feel what that car is doing and if the steering is too quick you're gonna go around backwards yeah and then that's just what happened.
1: Exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. I said I said and the car's too light.
1: Yeah, cuz that thing just kind of <coughs> just kind of spun around and it just floated away. Um yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. That's unfortunate because that yep. was that was you know and and I got to say uh you know that that was probably the last trip I took with my dad. That was that was August two thousand seven.
0: Yeah, that's that's the last time they ran it too.
1: Yep, that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just I and I they brought it back after that, and I looked at it again, and I go, you need to take all this trash off this thing because number one, it's it's wrong. Like are you are you talking more off.
1: the more the way the the suspe- suspension was set up? Are you talking about bells and whistles? What are you talking well,
0: about the front the whole the whole front end? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know the whole front end was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah, that. It, yeah, but they wouldn't believe me. <laughs>
1: they, they didn't listen. Once again, they didn't listen, and you predicted it. Yep. Were you Were you out there uh, when they I, were running that?
0: No, I didn't go. I that's when I changed jobs and I couldn't leave.
1: Yeah, okay. I couldn't go. Well, you probably. No, I,
0: I was working for I was working for somebody else.
1: Yeah, you would have been out there with a I, I told you so shirt on, right?
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh, Bonneville is a different ball game. Let me tell you because I built I've built three cars for Bonneville. Nice and uh, and the the one car that I was involved in. We set a lot of records. And then I built a street roadster. It set records for almost t- 10 years. Nice. And uh, and set records at El Mirage, too. And I built a, a 34 three-window coupe when I was working at TCI. I built the chassis, and then I finished the, all the stuff at home in my, own, my garage. <coughs> that car set a lot of records, too. But uh, yeah, I was involved with running Bonneville cars because I I had the race car at my shop all the time. I'm the one that took care of it. Uh,
1: the, the race you're talking about the one the uh, the one that Joe drove.
0: No, no. another car that. Oh, I, oh different. I was okay, okay. In.
1: Yeah. So when when they because were you 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 weren't at the shop when they started that car. You weren't at the shop full time. Nope. nope.
0: No. no, I had quit.
1: Yeah, quit at that point. But they brought you in to commentate a little bit.
0: Nah, it, it wasn't that. It's the fact I used to stop her all the time just to be curious what they're doing.
1: <laughs> you wanted to see. Yeah. yeah uh, I, like, knew what, they're what do, I knew they
0: they're going to do it wrong. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad no one got hurt in that deal, you know, because, I mean.
0: Well, mess. yeah, she could have because the way the car was built was just too too screwy. Yeah. You well, know, she and how fast out the car too far?
1: How fast did she end up going to that thing? I I don't even remember. Ah, eh,
0: one eighty something. Okay. Yeah. But that that car, if it was built right, would have went at least two fifty. Really. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I wonder where that car's at now. I don't even know.
0: Uh it's probably in her garage somewhere
1: yeah I don't know
0: or her son her son's garage because they ended up with a lot of the machinery from from the shop yeah uh when she when she started selling everything
1: yeah that was an un- unfortunate
0: she she, yeah she gave her sons the the tubing benders and a, some of the welders and all sorts of stuff
1: yeah it's uh, it's it's unfortunate um god I had this I did, uh, this conversation came up today uh about someone else someone else's family. And just dealing with, you know, someone passing away and, and businesses involved and all that shit. It was a fucking mess, to be honest with you. And you know what? Uh, yep. I mean, the only, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I kind of took a very, oh, uh, what's the, what do I want to say? The approach I took was I don't want to be like all the people you hear about. Someone passes away, and then everyone's trying to grab, 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 you know?
0: Well, that's, that's what
1: but, they are doing. But, looking back, uh, looking back, man, maybe someone like myself should have been at least putting the brakes on some stuff and, and grabbing and grabbing for, mm-hmm. for you know, there were, right. there were customers involved. And yeah, I mean, you know, when you're sitting there, uh, and I don't know if I, I haven't really shared too much of this stuff uh, on the podcast, but you know what, uh, you know, i listen most of what my dad gave me in his passing is up in my brain you know and and just the, ex- wow. the experience uh, uh, ex- this the experience of being able to from high school being able to work and start the machine shop and work my way through all that stuff
0: you know right so well i i said something after your dad passed away i said how come this stuff isn't given to the sons because it belongs to the family yeah
1: well you know i, I mean that. I go, look i you know trust me I'm, I'm the guy that that uh get was getting texts going hey you see all this it was at uh i think was it pete peterson or somebody uh, she had him selling all the stuff at the at the swap meet at the at pomona and i'm getting a text going hey you see this and it's just like yeah okay And at that point you know it's like fuck i just lost my dad yeah you know five months earlier four months earlier whatever yeah. and you're you're dealing with that and then you know me and greg we chased down a Boydster chassis down uh down in arizona somebody bought a this older guy bought a bunch of shit and we somehow got his number and we drove out there and we picked up uh picked up a, uh frame rails and and some other uh, other little small parts you know so
0: yeah i know yeah i what's really strange is i went in there one time in fact that was before boyd passed away i went in there and i I had my half-ton truck and and nicholas comes up to me and says ow they're throwing all this stuff away there's a big pile sitting out by the door I looked at him, I said, Well, throwing in the back of my truck. When I went back to get in my truck, the whole back of the truck was full of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I go I go, Nicholas, what's all this? They're gonna throw all this away and I'm going, Oh
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was it, you know, that whole time was that whole that that, that was a mess.
0: Yeah. I, that whole time Yeah, was, I don't know what was going on. And I and I uh a lot of stuff was the stuff i was using to set up chassis and stuff and i still got it well that's cool i still use it yeah
1: and and uh and you gave me some parts too that you uh some boyster parts you know oh
0: yeah, yeah well, I, I had i had enough stuff to put a chassis together
1: <laughs> yeah no it was that was um yeah not 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 good times but i don't know i i don't it's just
0: uh yeah.
1: It's it, Yeah,
0: what, you know, I I went down there a few times after when when uh Joe was running the shop and I'm going, Oh, this is a three ring circus. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh it was I don't know, man. I it's it's just yeah, trust me, I could get I, I could talk for a long time about this stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if well, I don't know if everybody's ready or I'm I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, the, the the only thing that I I all all the years that I was affiliated with Boyd when when it was on Monroe and in the garage I had a good time.
1: Yeah. And and you know what? Um, I enjoyed
0: I enjoyed working there.
1: Yeah. And it, that, those were the fun times too because I just think that I just Man, I I don't know. I could, I could do a, a episode after episode uh, analyzing just you know what was going on with my dad and all that stuff, and I eventually will. Um, but it was just a different a different uh, animal, you know, because it was all really relatively new, right? It was all yeah a lot of firsts, yeah, a lot of groundbreaking. I mean, you think about it, you think about it right now, and. When they were building Shizum, right? Shizum was, what am I trying to say? A 57 Chevy was only 33 years old at that point. Yeah. Right? I mean, yep. and look where we're at now. We're in 2022. So we're, we're about the same distance away. You know, so, I mean, people were custom. don't get me wrong, people were customizing 57 Chevys, but that was a first. You know, Cadzilla. Look at all this stuff. It was all the the whole. Then, then uh, also, Al. I know that. Uh, and you know what? Let me give a shout out to your your nephew uh, Mike, for he kind of spurred this whole conversation because I I ran into him at Dino's, and he's like, "Hey, you got to get my uncle on there," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's all calling for you. I said, "Okay," so here we are. Yeah. You know. But the the <laughs> the, the whole eighty eight to ninety eight trucks says, and we call them OBS trucks. Now, because that's the name, but I mean, that whole thing was all new, and it's cool. It's cool that that's all circled, yeah, circled you, back around.
0: You know, i I saw some of the trucks that Boyd was doing back in the late '80s. Yep. And I go, "Oh man, that's really cool. I'd like to have one of those." And I ended up getting a '90 Chevy truck, half ton lowered, and I had I had Boyd wheels on it, and stuff, and when I was working a working there doing the TV shit. And he comes over and he goes, Al, why don't you take the catalog and get some different wheels for that? And I looked at him and I says, there's got Boyd wheels on it. He put something different on there. And I said, mm, I hate to tell you this, but I don't like any of the wheels.
1: Well, okay. Well, when this was, But this was later on because you you're kept you talking about this is when you came back to work? In-
0: no, when I first started working there, you know. Okay. When I, oh, well, when he I, didn't. What well, he didn't like the design there. you picked out, or something? No, I just didn't care for the wheels they were doing. I just, you know, I go, I, I don't care for that. And I, the wheels on my truck, I like. <laughs> and I go, and they're Boyd wheels. I says, Well, you want me to put different wheels on them? Why don't you sell me the truck? And I go, Why? Well, then you can buy another one. I go. So you think I should go pay payments for another one? <laughs> I go. No, I like my truck. <laughs> But, yeah, no, You know, it, 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 one thing I have to say about your dad is he always took care of me. He always, it was good to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and he'd do all sorts of weird little things and, and you know, he'd give me tools and stuff like that, but he was always good to me. And I, I had a lot of respect for him because he came up with some, Really great ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, um, yeah, and my and my dad, uh, he always took care of like the the core people that were there, you know. Um, and 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 you know, if you were close to my dad, you knew who those people were, you know. Um, but then you know the the whole people that come around, anybody that's that comes up to me and says, "Oh, I was your dad's best friend, bro. We were the I was his best friend." It's like, come on, man. You know,
0: yeah. You know, and I also had a lot of people going, "Me, oh, yeah, you know, boy's an asshole." And I said, "You know him?" No. I said, "How can you say that?" And I said, "I worked there two times, and I said he was a good guy to work for."
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Said, it's it's funny. You call people out on that. I mean, I've I've done that over the years. You know, especially people that don't know, uh, don't know who who I am. And the name will come up, and they'll say something. I've had I've had some funny stories, which I've shared on the podcast before. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's people. You just let them like walk into it, you know, and they're like, and then you go, yeah. oh, have you, "Oh, did you ever meet Boyd?" And they're like, "Oh, not really, but he's ass." Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, I'm his son. No, <laughs> you
0: know? I, I don't go. Okay, I just look at him. Go if you don't, if you really don't know him, he doesn't come off good on TV. I said, but he's really. He was a really good guy to work for. Yeah. And I said, I I have, I don't have, I never had a problem. Yeah. But and the then p- again, I think a little different too.
1: Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like people that will say something, even if they work there. Let's say they work there for a little bit of time and they want to say, my dad's an asshole. Okay, sure. Everyone's got their moments. But it's kind of like uh, when you get online and people give one star reviews and then you go, let me see who else these people review. And yeah. you go and they don't give any five star, four star. They only do They're negative reviews. They yeah. were just miserable people that just want to talk shit. <coughs> but yeah, my yeah, dad yeah. was a my dad was uh in a lot of ways a little too generous with, you know, over the years. He took care of a yeah. lot a lot of people, you know.
0: Well, I, they also had people working there like I said didn't really, they they thought they knew more than they actually did. Oh, yeah. Because we, we were doing something one time. I was helping Blue Bear one time, and I looked at him, and I go, how are you squaring this? Well, I'm, do, I'm doing the moving, and I says, you don't have a a, a a point you're going by? No. I go, well, how are you squaring this? How are you squaring the front to the back? Well, he couldn't answer that one. <laughs> so I I walked over to Jimmy and I go. I go. Uh, have you ever squared the frame on this chassis jig yet? No. I just run it up to the stops, and I said, "Do you know if it's square?" No. I said, "Well, let's measure." It, it was out a square three eighths of an inch. I Man. said, "You need to move this over here and square the frame, and then when you do the front, put the front on there, put punch marks in there, and they have a reference point." You can square the front, and then you can square the back to the front. Well, and you, say, and you know, right now, blue bears over there with the tape measures are running around in circles.
1: Well, and you know what, though, like for for all the 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 blue bears that kind of just kind of came and went, um, you know, we had Jimmy White on the podcast a few years ago when we first started, and that was kind of something he he said, like he didn't. I, I, you know, it's been so long, but refresh my memory. He was kind of like saying, that he learned a a lot. You know, I and I remember him. Um, he's like, man, you know, he's he was like, look, I, I'm you're. What i you trying to say, he wasn't used to building stuff that that like precise, you know, and yeah, and, and kind of just the way to do things, like the way you're telling you were telling Chad how, how to do the, these things. Um, and he, you know, Jimmy had a lot of uh, praise towards just the opportunity of of learning it, you know? Because sometimes people, yeah. people just, you you learn something wrong the, the first time and you keep repeating it. That's all you know.
0: Yeah. One thing that Boyd didn't even know, even Dwayne didn't know. I used to get there in the morning. At, I used to get there at 6.30 in the morning and sit, sit down and talk to uh, uh, Charlie and and, and uh, the old man, Roy. And and then, and then these other guys come in, and I go, He the one kid started doing something. I says, you don't do it that way, because Dwayne's going to come in here and jump in your shit. I said, do it this way. Then he can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I used to do that all the time. That's funny. Well, you know, um,
1: you know, look, when you like you, you're building race cars and then you're getting you're taking it out. I mean, that's a lot of times, too. Some of these guys do this work, but they've never driven these cars. They never work the bugs out. You know, they never see how stuff of uh, it, it, how making these little changes, even on the geometry will just affect the way that things work. You know, I mean, that's yeah. I've seen a lot of that. Trust me, I've especially on the wheel side of things, especially with dealing with designers, you get guys that draw, they can draw all kinds of cool looking shit. But I'm like, how are you going to make that? And they, huh? What do you mean? I can't we can't make that or we can make that, but it's going to require this, this and that. Or that's not going to hold load, you know. So,
0: yeah, you got you got to you got to think ahead. Yeah, and I think that's
1: where you know Mike Curtis. He went from um, from building one-off stuff for hot rods to you know when he started his own wheel company, he learned he learned real quick uh, on structural stuff, testing stuff because you know that's one thing that we had you know because we ran two different shops there. Um, Mike kind of did his own thing. He was building his own centers and stuff in the hot rod shop. and then we were over, you know, with me, Juan, and Brent, and those guys. We were on the production side, on the on the wheel side, so, yep. We'd see stuff, and we'd have to test stuff. So we'd see design, machine, uh, test to failure, and you go, you know, I'd see stuff that there's no way that's going to break, and sure enough, it gets cracks in it, and you go, whoa. And then you see stuff, and you're like, ah, there's no way that's going to pass, and it would it would totally pass, so. Yeah. It's not until you have real world, well, you know. You know
0: Well, one one thing that people don't realize, because I had boy wheels on my truck and I lived up on the mountains and I broke two of the front wheels. I cracked them.
1: Oh uh, the the rim or the center? The rim, right?
0: The rims. Yeah, the rims. Right down where it was welded. Yep. And I go and I thought about welding it. I go, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." And then uh <laughs> I had him rehooped. I snuck him into the wheel shop. and I go, "Hey, uh Juan, can you have these rehooped?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Don't say anything to anybody." He had he had them rehooped. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And he probably knocked him out real quick. Yeah, um Yeah. And that's the thing too. Just with the, with the what's in the rim shell technology has come a long way. Now they're they're not welded. You know, they're not coiled and welded. Um now they're all seamless so you don't have that weak area on them. They're all 60-60, 60-61 right. now, and they're double-rolled lip, and it's it's a nine-day difference now. Now these things can handle some serious loads.
0: Yeah, but, well, yeah, I, you know, back then, like I said, I broke two of them.
1: Yeah, I used to carry a little, uh, you know, rawhide mallet to hammer back uh, – <laughs> uh, Pothole damage when I back in the nineties, you know, in my when I had my Mitsubishi, yeah. you know, because you know, and then after you do yeah. that a few times, the aluminum just gets weak. But
0: no, it's well the 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 hoops weren't made out of good stuff to begin with. Yeah,
1: they were all they were five thousand series aluminum back then, and up up until twelve years ago, you know, maybe fifteen years ago. So, yeah. They worked, <laughs> right? How many? Yeah, yeah. hundreds of thousands and I, of those wheels do we sell.
0: Yeah, it, it. was really funny is when I had my shop in Asturia, I had a lot of people come in there with rims. of want me to weld them. I look at them. And I go, I don't do that. Yeah, I go. That's a liability. That's a I don't liability.
1: Because I tell you what, that that you know, you just you'll just keep chasing a crack. That's all you'll do. I've I've you know we do a decent amount yeah. of wheel repair over here and. um you should see some of the scary stuff that we get in here. I'm like, you put that back. You had somebody fix that and you put it back on your vehicle. Like it's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I I would not weld on the rim.
1: Yeah. Uh. It's just no, no. I I and that's what uh, I I, I, I uh, Good.
0: That was just a no-no. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Especially especially when you know what. You can just put it, that's what the beauty about two-piece, you can just put a new hoop on it, you know? Just cut the weld yep. out and put a new hoop on it.
0: Yeah, so what? I I remember I remember when working on Monroe, they used to screw the rims together.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, I have the original chop truck that my dad built for Craig Meredith, and it's got original 16-inch three-piece Boyds on there. Yep. You know those yeah. those were problematic because back then those talk about rim shells that weren't so hot, you know, and and not being able to hold the load and leaking and, you know. Just two piece two piece kind of changed everything for sure.
0: Yeah, a lot of companies went to that. That's why. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, everybody and their grandmother was making rims.
1: Yep yeah because there were they they had two rim lines one was out in indiana and one was out american racing had the other rim line um yeah so it just kind of that's the way the market went and then you know everybody sold their soul in late 90s early 2000s to china and it just was more efficient to make popular designs and offsets just in a one-piece wheel and also to the market kind of went to chrome you know
0: yeah. Well, also, what happened too is the car manufacturers started putting nicer wheels on cars.
1: Yeah, given options. Yep. But you know what? We're saying that now, and the aftermarket wheel business is just it. My my dad would you know he's been gone now fourteen years, and I I I think he would still be shocked at at how many wheels some of these companies are. You know, and I'm talking about not just, you know, the, the stuff that we do in a lot of the, the two piece and three piece guys are, there's real specialized now, not like it was in the nineties. Right. Um, but how many one piece Chinese wheels are being sold in this country every year? It's, cra- yep. it's still, yeah. it's still staggering. I mean, it's, it's still, it just dwarfs what we were doing in the nineties. Cause it just,
0: you know, yeah. It, well, the, it, go ahead. It, it's it, it. the car the car deal is changing too, the, the not that many people people build hot rods anymore. No, you know, and but, uh, and but, they're they're getting too carried away, and they build stuff that you actually can't drive it.
1: Yeah, I, one thing though that I feel I feel like I feel like that we're being pushed into Teslas a little too much, you know. Um, but I I do see. Like as long as the government doesn't screw <laughs> totally screw it up, and overregulate, oh, they will. They they will. Yeah, but you can. There's still. I forget the. I forget the. The 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 law. You can now and SEMA lobbied for this and it passed a few years ago. You can build under I think 300 cars a year, or 500. Someone correct me. Um and and you're you're exempt from federal safety regulations. So right. That kind of that helps our industry. Not only that, but I think the electric car market, you know, hey, if the younger generation gets more excited about boysters and and street rods and stuff because they can put their new technology in there, then let's let it happen. You know? Um
0: yeah, well, uh, I'm not into electric cars. <laughs> Yeah, I'm no, I mean,
1: not. I get it, I get it. I mean, uh, it, it's it's funny because I mean, it, it, I I'm torn on it. I mean, I I, I see there's some cool stuff happening with electric cars, but I don't know. It's turned into this big political football, you know. Um, but well, they are capable of doing some yeah. cool shit, though. I mean, you can't. You yeah, the cannot... thing
0: is, it, it they have their drawbacks.
1: Oh, they do. But you can't argue with some of the torque that these things produce and just the feel of it. But it's also annoying when you're, you know, especially when I, I ride a lot of bike, and I ride a, lot of ride a bike on the road, and it's like you go, I feel like there's something next to me. And you look over, and there's a Tesla there. It's like quiet as hell, you know? And you're just like, okay, well, I don't know. That's not necessarily safe, but they need to make some kind of noise, more than tire noise.
0: Well, They have no soul.
1: Yeah, there's something about, right? You're you're correct. I mean, it's just uh newer
0: newer cars haven't have no soul. They don't. Well, they have it's been that way for a you while. Know? It's been that
1: way right? Yeah,
0: it is. It it's you know, I I have I drive a newer truck. But and I like the stupid thing. But the only thing is it just it, it don't have any power, that's for sure. Yeah. But it, it's just you're driving down the road and it. You're just kind of going this. <laughs> There's nothing to it. Yeah, that's why.
1: You know what? I still drive around that Tahoe, '96 Tahoe. It's cool. I like it. It's kind of like the last yeah. era of, you know, that the whole, uh, you know, OBS trucks. It's like the last era of, of vehicles in my mind. American vehicles that just, you know. It, like I yeah, guess what, the, you're, what you're saying is it gives you feedback, you know? It may yeah, not be the quietest, the best, but you feel like you're driving a car, you know?
0: Right. I The best vehicle I've bought in a long time, I mean, I'm talking 30, 40 years, was my 90 Chevy. Yep. My half-ton Chevy is- Lord, tonneau cover on it. It was a nice truck, and it was cheap to maintain it, Yep, it was fun to drive, and it looked cool.
1: So are are we gonna got s- good mileage? Are we going to see you picking up a, a ninety Chevy anytime soon?
0: Uh I'm, I'm going to have to replace my truck because my the truck I'm driving now has got three hundred one thousand miles
1: on it. Wow. And, yeah,
0: and I I want to go backwards. I don't want to buy a new truck. I don't like them. I I want to buy something with a three fifty Chevy in it
1: yeah well, you know they're there's there's they're, they're out there I mean they're hot right now, so they're not they're not that cheap to get a nice one, but you know what, hey, it's what you like, and they're cool as hell still I'll put the word yeah, out there. I'm sure, I like well, well we're putting of,
0: the, I, I wish I wish you got in and sell the thing I had <laughs> because I can't buy the same truck now
1: wait so I don't know if we finished that part of the story did you end up selling it to my dad?
0: No, I I sold it to a guy so I could paint my Harley and my Dually I had, and I I never, well, I got screwed out of the whole thing because he didn't do what he was supposed to. Yeah. But that's beside the point. But I should have kept the truck and just put it in the garage and put it up on blocks for a while. Because I had three trucks. And I go, I don't need three. But.
1: Well. Uh, I think uh, with us just having this conversation, everybody listening, I think we're putting the word out there. So send us your best 90 Chevy short bed. (laughs) Well,
0: actually, I'd like to have an extended cab 90s truck. Okay. With a 350 in it with throttle body injection on it because that thing ran good, never had a problem with it. It got 20 to 21 miles a gallon. That's with the air going on the freeway, and I go. You can't beat that. Yeah, and it's still and the truck, you know the, the truck I the truck I got right now with the Vortec motor in it has never even got close to that.
1: Yeah, and what what years the truck you drive now?
0: No seven. Yeah. Well, but,
1: I'll I'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah,
0: it's it just you just go. You know, I. I need to do something because down the road here I, cuz my my Dodge is going to be paid for next year and yeah. I got to buy something else to replace my truck. Yeah. And I don't want to buy a new one. I just I just don't care for all that baloney they're sticking on these things. <laughs> nah,
1: take it back. Take it back to the 90s where it was some cool Yeah, cool shit. it's
0: it's easier to work on. I can work on the motor. I could take it apart do what I got to do. This thing here, it has too many electrical doodads on it.
1: Yeah. And it's a matter of time. 300,000 miles, right? That's
0: going to. I've replaced every electrical <laughs> doodad on it. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of money on this truck.
1: Yeah, it will nickel and dime you. But you know what? I mean, there's a lot of parts available for those 90s trucks. I mean, and man, oh, they're, yeah. and they're popular. I mean, they're popular again right now.
0: Yeah, and I I even thought about going backwards even farther to a C ten. Okay. Yeah. But, but they want way too much money for one of them. Yeah, those are those
1: are real hot too.
0: That whole uh, oh, yeah. all the way up. All the way
1: up, you know, from late late sixties all the way up through the nineties. They're they're all hot right now.
0: Oh yeah. Well that's because you can't go buy something that like I said, that has any soul to it. The new trucks are just plastic.
1: Yeah, and it's it, all throw—it's it, it. all throwaway stuff. I mean, you know, those things are so plasticky and so electrical that you just—you know—you get in a small a small collision, and it's just they want to total the thing out.
0: Well, they don't want to fix it because they don't want to spend the money, on it. they think ah, I mean, I just think it's just piece <laughs> of junk, so throw <laughs> it away. Well, we'll be looking for but, one for you. Know, you. But uh, I, you know, I want to get I want to get something I can paint a stupid thing. You yeah. know, you these things you can't even paint the inside of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they got this is real complicated compared to you know compared to a ninety extended cab.
0: Yeah, they're all, everything's plastic. you are going oh man.
1: Well, uh, there's there's still a decent amount of plastic on these ninety Chevys, but
0: oh yeah, don't get me started like on, on the ones. bad parts of them now. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it, it it's easy to easier to fix the new the older stuff.
1: Well, what's uh, before we head out here? What what's what's one of the more memorable vehicles or builds or or just times that you had at the shop?
0: Well, you know, I I really like I said I really enjoyed working for your dad back in the uh, the eighties when the shop on Monroe was going because we, we did some really neat stuff and, you know, I enjoyed working on cars and stuff and your dad was easy to work with. (laughs) Yeah. And,
1: and like you you said, it was a a good group of guys and, and, and that was, uh, I guess simpler times, Yeah, simpler times, I guess. Right.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, I got along with all those guys, all the Swedes, you
1: know. <laughs> well, and also too, it's like that's back when I, I feel like the I feel like the the custom car culture is now California gave that up a long time ago. D- don't get me wrong; th- th- we'll still get at the Rubies and Whittier on a Friday night. They'll still get 300, 400 cars. So to say that it's not okay. here, to say that it's not here, that I wouldn't say that. you be lying, but uh, I just feel like you go, you go into uh, like Texas or Tennessee or some of these other states that it's just, and a lot of it is, is a, is a, it's a culture thing. A lot of it's political. Uh, there, you know, um, it's just tough to, it's tough to do business in California and it's tough to be in the custom car business in, in California, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, I miss I miss that. Plus, all the, the old school guys, like, you know, just some of the, you know, I, I was just talking to Fat Jack's kid John today, and, you know, I mean, you guys like Bob Bowder and all these old hot rod guys are all part of the, just a core group of people that I knew growing up, you know? Yeah. It was just about yeah. hot rods. It was about hot rods, right? It was about, you know, hey, yep. it, it was about shit, we're hot rodders, and then, then it was just like, oh, shit, I can make money doing this, you know?
0: Yeah, I miss talking to Bowder because I used to talk to him all the time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. now he was a good, and, uh, good I dude. built,
0: I built a lot of stuff for Bob Bowder.
1: Yeah, good dude, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, he he was. He he had a lot of knowledge.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That whole just that whole group of guys, you know.
0: Well, yeah. Well, Al,
1: I I really do appreciate you coming on, um, and sharing and just being candid with us and talking about this stuff. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, well, that was an experience of a lifetime working for Boyd, and then the TV thing was kind of crazy, but I got the point I couldn't deal with it anymore. No That's <laughs> why I quit. <laughs>
1: I know. And I, and I remember having a conversation with my dad. Just, I remember one time, I forget, it was all kind of just, you could just tell it was wearing on him, you know? And I just said, hey, Dad, you know what, man? After this next season's over, I mean, you could, you could just uh, – you know, you could just just call it quits, man. Go, oh, I, I want to see it out to the end. I want to see it out to the end. Okay.
0: Uh, Unfortunately, you know, the he, end. It,
1: it, he, we know where the end ended up for him.
0: Yeah, well, that yeah. was a bad thing. I just go, yeah. He says, I go, jeez. You know, and and your dad fit, you know, fed me a lot of work on the side too.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's good.
0: Cause I used to do a lot of a lot of stuff at my shop for him. Yeah. And he it helped me because I was in a financial bind back then. Yeah. And and it's and it saved my ass.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. No, my my dad was good like that. You know. He always. Took, yeah. Plus, took...
0: he made money because it was too expensive to do it at his shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. You know, You know, you're going, Al, you want to build a
1: taffy? Sure. Take all this shit home. Okay. Well, right on, Al. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. And then are you going to be at the Grand National?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I I, I always go to that.
1: Well, I'll make sure to hook up with you there. We'll have the the truck there, and then uh, we can can hang out and talk. You going to have a booth there? I don't think so. I don't know because we got some other things going on with the podcast that we're gonna do, and I'll have that truck there. Um, yeah, I don't even know. It's probably too late to get a a small booth or something. I don't know. I should probably look into that. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming up real soon. So
0: yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm I'm just surprised you ran across my nephew because I don't I don't see him. And I don't talk to him that much because he lives in Arizona.
1: Yeah, he's in Arizona. That's yeah. what he said. I talked to him, and he's like, "You said, well, wait, how'd you run into him? Chris lives out here." <laughs> yeah, well, that tr- yeah. that truck show is was crazy. Five thousand Chevy trucks. Really? Five thousand. It's Whoa. the it's the biggest it's the biggest truck show in the country right now.
0: Wow, I never not even heard about it. You
1: know what? Put it on your calendar. It's in November. Make the trip out to Arizona. You know, being a truck uh, lover like you are, you 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 would you would have a blast. It it yeah. I, it's it it'll. I don't know. I mean, you get excited to go to car shows, but it got me excited more so to you know had some new excitement injected into uh, the car show thing for me for sure.
0: Well, I <clears throat> I like to see different stuff, not necessarily over the top custom stuff but i like to see things people are doing
1: well and, and you know what this this is the spot because i'll be honest with you there's out of those 5000 there's a lot of pieces of shit that roll in not not a ton but there's a lot because everybody drives there you know it's it's a it's a gathering it's not a car right. show right but there's yeah. some yeah. there's some of the, the the best builds in trucks there too right and then yeah, then you yeah. have the 80% of, in the middle that are like just you know everybody trying to just trying to be cool and have and, and making their shit look the way they want it that they're happy with, you know? Which is cool. Which is that's yeah, that's yeah. what we need. That's what this industry needs. Yep. Yep. All right, Al. Well, thank you for your time, man, and have a have a good night and I'll probably just end I'll just we'll touch base and I'll I'll see you at in, in Pomona.
0: Okay.
2: All right, man. All
0: right. Have a good one. Thank you.
2: Thanks a lot, Al. Talk to you. All
0: right. right.
2: And thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the HRBB podcast. Uh, You know, for me and Chris, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Keep tuning in. We got more episodes coming up. And we will talk to you guys next time. See ya.